0: Good day, and welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us today. Before we get started today, I just want to say thank you to everyone who came out last night to Otis Supply in Ferndale, under the tent outside where we had our first in person event for Detroit Today in about a year and a half because of the pandemic. Uh, we had a number of folks come out to talk about the WDET Book Club uh, exploration of the U.S. Constitution and the ways in which we might change it to make it uh, more uh, more representative of the kind of equality that we want in, in this country. We had a really great con- conversation with the folks who were there. But overall, it was just really nice to be live and in person with uh, with our listeners, which we just have not had a chance to do uh, because of the pandemic. So thank you to everyone who, who came out, and, uh, and we will continue to seek opportunities to be able to get together uh, live and in person. I don't know how much we'll be able to do of that, given the trend of things with COVID right now, but believe that we are dedicated to the idea that uh, getting together in person, talking about the things that we talk about on the show in person is a really important part of the community that we are building here on Detroit Today. So thanks again to everyone who came out. Up first today, we talk all the time on this show about the ways in which discrimination and inequality affect our society. In recent weeks, we dug deep into the idea that Even if there are laws or constitutional protections against discrimination or unfair treatment, it's the enforcement of those laws that really determines whether or not certain groups are truly granted equal status in our country. Here in Michigan, the agency that's in charge of enforcing anti-discrimination laws is the Michigan Department of Civil Rights. And that agency has a new leader. John E. Johnson, Jr. is an attorney by train, and has a long career working for civil rights organizations and in local and state government. He joins me now to talk about his vision for the MDCR under his leadership and about how we in Michigan can better protect ourselves and our neighbors from discrimination. John Johnson, Jr., welcome to Detroit Today.
1: Good morning, uh, Mr. Henderson. How are you? Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it so much. Yes, it's great to have you with us. So this
0: show and our audience, as I said, pay a lot of attention to issues of civil rights and discrimination, but I still think a lot of people might not be all that familiar with the work that's done at the MDCR. So let's start with you talking just a little about what kinds of things that agency is doing to combat discrimination and enforce the state's anti-discrimination laws.
1: Thank you. Um... The Michigan Department for Civil Rights is the law enforcement agency for civil rights violations in the state established by the state constitution. Uh, we are engaged in that fight against discrimination through a, a number of vehicles. One is certainly through enforcement efforts uh, citizens who feel they've been a victim of discrimination, uh, be it by race, natural origin, religion, marital uh, status, sex, height, weight, um, uh, disability, um, arrest record, prisoners, uh, can file a complaint with the agency and, uh, we receive that complaint. We, uh, if there, if there's merit to it, we will investigate that complaint and, um, find that investigation. There's a number of things that could happen. It could be conciliation, could be a charge, it could be issued, uh, but our our effort now, again, is to receive those complaints, investigate them. We also do it through engagement. We have a very active community engagement division, and uh, we are involved in a number of areas uh, throughout the state, a number of communities. When incidents of racial uh, uh, strife or hatred surface, uh, we often get in touch with with persons in those communities and engage. Uh, be it through uh, observation or be it through actual engagement with with the parties involved. Uh, We also provide education. Uh, We recently established uh, an education division, and um, they're involved in in, in training, uh, both internal and external, uh, in charge of making sure that our staff uh, take advantage of professional development opportunities. At the same time, though, making sure that we provide external training to uh, state departments and private corporations, law enforcement agencies on implicit bias and things of that nature that certainly allow them to certainly recognize perhaps uh, how they can better their own procedures and, and policies. Mm. Um, so uh, those are our three main uh, efforts that we're involved in in terms of interacting with the citizens of Michigan and providing uh, some sort of services in terms of civil rights uh, enforcement and allegations of discrimination. So,
0: so let's talk about how your background fits you uh, into that work. What are the things that make you uniquely qualified to carry out this uh, this work?
1: Well, um, as you mentioned at the top of the at the top of the of the discussion, I've been involved in civil rights work for probably since the early nineties mm-hmm. uh, through the, uh, the Detroit chapter, of the NAACP and also through our Michigan state conference of NAACP uh, involvement in, in in a number of levels. Uh, I've served on the executive committee served as the legal redress chair for the local chapter, served as the executive director of the local chapter. I've served as their general counsel, uh, served as the vice president, uh, first vice president of the board on the state level. Uh, I've served as a, as a, I think as a second or third vice president, also uh, as the chair of their political action uh, committee. So, uh, we've been involved in civil rights for a number of ways, in a number of fronts, in a number of areas, and even my work with legal services uh, when I first started out as a as a young attorney here in Michigan involves um, employment discrimination cases. So, it's been something that um, has been part of my passion and desire for most of my legal career. Uh, and I've been an attorney for over 40 years in in, in, uh, in Michigan. You Also, I've also served in a number of executive positions, uh, served as deputy executive director for two legal aid agencies, uh, as corporation counsel for the city of Detroit, uh, and recently as executive director for the Michigan Legislative Black Caucus. So I've been involved in public policy issues. Uh, I've served them for seven years. So I've been involved in policy issues at the state level for that period of time. Um, also, as you probably recall, also served on the Detroit Charter Revision Commission, and that was vice, vice chair of that effort. Uh, that was the 2012 charter that was uh, adopted by the citizens of Detroit. So I've been involved in public policy issues, of public service, uh, and executive management positions most of my career. Uh, I started as a manager three years out of law school. So those combined skills, um, along with community work, Um, I think puts me in in, in a position to to perhaps lead this magnificent staff uh, that is that is both committed and dedicated to the work of enforcing civil rights.
0: Yeah, Uh, we're talking with uh, Johnny Johnson, Jr. He is the new executive director of the Michigan Department of Civil Rights. We're talking about the work of that office, what he uh, expects to bring to uh, that office in terms of leadership and vision. Uh, we would love to hear from you during the conversation as well. Um, talk to us about the Michigan Department of Civil Rights. Uh, also, talk to us about the climate here in the state of in the state of Michigan. Uh, do you view this as a welcoming state overall, a state where everyone's rights are protected equally? Uh, how do you think we can best protect the civil rights of everyone, regardless of race, religion, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, or physical ability. We especially want to hear from you if you believe you've been the victim of discrimination here in Michigan. What protections were in place to help you in that situation? And in what ways did our laws and the enforcement of those laws perhaps fall short for you? Uh, As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter, and hashtag Detroit to Today, and uh, we'll try to work you into the conversation <clears throat> that way. Uh, uh, John, I want to talk a little about uh, the Elliott Larson Civil Rights Act. It is your department's job to enforce that law, which is our state anti-discrimination law. Now, we've talked for years about the fact that that law does not explicitly include protections for people based on sexual orientation or gender identity. The Michigan Civil Rights uh, Commission made a decision in 2018 to interpret Elliot Larson to extend to LGBTQ citizens under the definition of sex. But then Attorney General uh, Bill Schutte said that exceeded its authority. Um, So what's happening now if people in this state feel like they've been discriminated against based on their sexual orientation or their gender identity?
1: Well, uh, that matter is still in the courts, Stephen, um, to be decided soon by the uh, Michigan Supreme Court. Uh, we did issue the co- a commission issued that interpretive statement uh, that the Larson Act did cover both sexual identity and sexual orientation, gender identity, and sexual orientation. Um, the uh, the courts agreed with us on half of that in terms of the uh, uh, the gender issue. Sexual orientation is still out. Uh, that will soon be decided, but nonetheless, um, that's our interpretive statement. And we are accepting uh, cases in both of, in both of those areas um, until there's a until there's a ruling. Uh, it's our interpretation, obviously, that uh, the Larson Act covers both uh, both both gender identity and sexual orientation. Um, and we're hoping that the Supreme Court agrees with us ultimately when they issue their decision on this. Mm. Uh, give us a sense
0: of the instances uh, that come up that make it clear that we need that kind of explicit protection. What are the things uh, that the LGBTQ community uh, are experiencing and that you may be hearing about uh, that 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 say we need uh, better protection for them under the law?
1: Oh, no question. Um, it's um – it's a community that certainly has has uh, has borne certainly the struggle of discrimination uh and it's it's and it's it's longstanding uh certainly that community is deserving of, a, of, the, of the civil rights afforded under Elliot Larson um and we, and and is faced both in the workplace uh certainly and in, in terms of uh commercial establishments' it's, it, it's ongoing but the hate Sometimes that we see in the, uh, against that community uh, is is, uh, is sometimes escalating also in some communities. So we certainly want to see that this law extends to that community because they are certainly uh, uh, in need of this legal protection.
0: Hmm. So, so this, as you point out, the case is still pending to determine uh, whether the civil rights commission could could actually do what it was attempting. Uh, to do, but I wonder if you get a favorable court ruling in this in this case, uh, whether we still need to change the law itself to more explicitly um, to more explicitly uh, protect LGBTQ citizens. It still won't be spelled out, I guess, in the law.
1: A good point, point. Um, and certainly that could be instituted by one of our lawmakers. Um, just like they at one point, as you may or may not know, the when the law was instituted, it included prisoners mm-hmm. uh, that was eliminated. But the courts have established that uh, that prisoners are, in fact, covered and we do, in fact, take prisoners complaints. So um, I've asked uh, our, our department, our, our, specifically through our legislative uh, efforts, to, uh, to start an effort to make sure that that's uh, included. In the legislature reinserted back in the legis, in the in the legislation, in the statute, and the same thing, that same effort would be made uh, for uh, sexual orientation, and um, and gender identity. Hmm.
0: So, uh, just yesterday, you released a statement that said the Michigan Department of Civil Rights supports the 23 attorneys general, including Michigan AG Dana Nessel, who are urging the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development to reinstate and strengthen. A disparate liability rule in the Fair Housing Act. That's a rule that is instrumental in protecting people from housing discrimination. Uh, tell us the backstory there. Uh, what does this rule do, and why is it not in place uh, right
1: now? Well, um, it was it, actually it was try, they're attempting to reissue it uh, because it was um, it, it was it was eliminated during the last administration. So they're, they're attempting to put it back into place. Um, but we saw the need for this in uh an article released just yesterday online and 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 in today's detroit news in terms of continuing uh discrimination against uh black people of color attempting to purchase homes in the detroit metro area mm-hmm. uh, the article certainly indicated that people of color are two and a half times more likely to be denied a mortgage um and as a result we, we see that uh, despite the Fair Housing Act of 1968, that housing discrimination, uh, both in lending practice and lending practices continue. Um, we do have a contract an uh, agreement with, uh, with, with HUD in order to pursue fair housing laws uh, in Michigan. And someone in your family has been discriminated against in their effort to obtain a mortgage or purchase or rent a home of your choice, you should reach out to us. Uh, you may have to uh, cause to file a complaint of discrimination if you're a lender or a realtor, or a landlord, or a property manager who wants to be sure you're treating clients uh, in, the, in the manner in which they should be treated under the law and equitably, please contact us. Our housing unit can provide training to help you understand your rights and obligations under state and federal civil rights laws and fair housing laws. Make sure that you're not contributing to to this con- continued uh, systemic discrimination against people of color. So, uh, so we see a need to, uh, to uh to fortify uh the hud rules and to make sure that we continue to accept complaints because housing discrimination continues to exist we saw that in yesterday's report uh and it goes unabated
0: hmm. um you've also said that uh, voter suppression is a big concern of yours uh and uh of course we've seen in the last year a really, a really renewed push uh, by people who, I guess, want to limit the the access to the ballot um, uh, to 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 really make their their voices heard here in Michigan. Uh, the the debacle that they tried to start over the votes that we cast here in Detroit uh, last November um, has kind of bled now into this this idea of of new legislation. Or, or rules that would that would make it harder for people to vote, but but talk about what you believe, uh, MDCR's role might be in in protecting people's right to vote.
1: Well, certainly, obviously, investigating and in responding to any claims of discrimination or any violation of civil rights laws. Voting is a civil right, and let's be clear about that. Our uh, the Michigan Civil Rights Commission has issued a resolution in support of HR one, the for the People's Act. Um, and I'm sure we'll soon issue one in support of the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. Um, but it's critical uh, because, as we know, that's where it all starts. Voter education is is a key. Um, as part of the NAACP, uh, we fought hard in 2018 to pass Prop 3, which um, really uh, took Michigan from almost worst to first in terms of Voter uh, access to the ballot, uh, uh, absentee voting, um, and so. But now there's efforts to sort of uh, restrict some of those rights that were voted in by the people uh, mm-hmm. less than three years ago. So uh, our job is to uh, is certainly to monitor that and to and to provide education to uh, to the citizens of Michigan and um, to make sure and to and, and to coalesce and collaborate. Uh, with voting rights activists uh, in the state to get that word out. And as this and as this effort may intensify over the next uh, year or so, we certainly are uh, prepared to step into the battle uh, to make sure that voting rights are uh, honored here in Michigan and the spirit of Prop three remains alive.
0: Hmm. Okay, uh, John Johnson Jr, the new executive director. Of the Michigan Department of uh, Civil Rights. It was really great to have you here with us for this conversation. Thanks so much for joining us on Detroit today and good luck in the job.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Stephen. Yeah.
0: Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna meet the director of a new effort here in Wayne County to fix our broken public defender system. Stay with us for more Detroit today.